Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're reviewing 1980's My Bodyguard, starring Adam Baldwin and Matt Dillon and Chris Makepeace, directed by Tony Bill. We'll also be discussing social media and the movie biz. But first, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Okay, uh, this, is a, this is a deep cut, all right? Um, but it's called uh, Toxie Zumklo. Uh, it's written, directed by, and starring Frank Replo. Uh, it's an import, you know. Yeah, dude. very deep. I, yes. I, those words mean nothing. <laughs> no, to me. of course. It, <laughs> translated from German means "taxi to the toilet." Uh, oh my god! Yeah, uh, it's about like, like the kind of the the gay cruising lifestyle okay. uh, in the seventies in Germany. Okay. Um, and this guy Frank Replo. It's kind of an autobiographical film. He plays a guy named Frank Replo. Um, and he, he's, his boy, his like longtime, uh, partner is in it. He plays the same name as what he's credited. Um, right. And it's just a, a story kind of, it, it, it's not really a story. It's more like just a, uh, we're following this guy around and like, he's giving his take on life and everything. And it's, okay. it's a can't miss. Oh, it's really good. It's so good. All um, right. And th- this, I'd heard about this movie uh, for a long time. I first read about it in, uh, Vito Russo's The Celluloid Closet. I know we talked about this uh-huh, book. Yeah. Uh, we on talked the about it on the cruising episode. Correct. And Netflix streaming has it. I can't believe really? it's on Netflix. I honestly, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm in shock that it's there. Okay. Uh, because this has unsimulated sex in it. All right. Um, and I know that like five weeks ago, I just went on a, another high horse about how you don't need that stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess in some situations, like it's, it's okay. It, it somehow it fits in this it's one. fine in this movie. Yeah, it doesn't fine. bother you that it much. It doesn't bother me. Exactly. Okay. But maybe because it isn't shoehorned in. Yeah, um, it's not it's... just like, hey, let's do it. Exactly. We want to do it. <laughs> because we have these attractive stars. Yeah, in this one, it's just, we're kind of like, okay, this is my life. And, and he's like talking over top of it when it's happening. He's uh-huh. he's already giving his take on what life is. So, oh, this is me having sex too. Okay. So it's, wow. it's great. It's a great, great movie and everyone should see it. Great. Yep. It's on Netflix too at the moment. Everyone yes. Search for it. Yep. I watched a movie which I can't believe I hadn't seen before. It's The Wrestler by oh. Darren Aronofsky. Oh, yes, of course. Starring Mickey Rourke. It's about him. He's a washed-up wrestler, and uh, he's just trying to kind of get by, and he's stuck in the 80s, you know, and <laughs> uh, he's down on his luck, barely making a living doing this stuff, mm-hmm. and it just follows him uh, at the end of his career here and yep. what happens. And it, it he tries to repair his relationship with his daughter, uh, then he tries to have a relationship with the stripper and all this stuff. Um, and this movie was so good. I cannot recommend it more to anybody. <laughs> it shows the behind the scenes stuff of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I had a, of a hand in wrestling for a while. Sure I have did. some buddies who do it professionally still. Uh, it's such true to life, how it really is like that for people. Mm-hmm. It, it's a perfect picture of that person in their life who are involved in wrestling like that. Uh, cannot recommend this enough. Probably my favorite Darren Aronofsky movie now. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. that's a bold statement. Yeah. Okay, wow. But mm-hmm. you know what? That's an excellent movie. Yes. The Wrestler, yeah. Um, our, a buddy of ours, uh, uh, his name's Adrian, by the way. Hello, Adrian. Um, he uh, one time uh, was talking about, he, he, he gave a very impassioned speech about why Mickey Rourke should have won the Oscar that year over Sean Penn. Um, and, you know, he was... Was that Milk? Yes. Okay. Um, and, and like the, the reasoning behind it was true in that, uh, what, what Mickey does in that movie, he's playing an iconic character Mm -hmm. and what Sean Penn did was also good, but it wasn't Randy, the Ram Robinson. 
Right. Like I keep saying, it was true to life. Like, no. It's amazing how well he did this. Who else could have played that part? And it, like, I, I can't think of anybody. And it like you know? kind of mirrors Mickey Rourke's life, of course, as well, which yeah. is this whole like meta thing yeah. about it, which yeah. was just so cool. That's why he's so perfect for it. Yeah, you know how we were talking how Robert Downey Jr. how his life kind of went the trajectory <laughs> yes, yes. of less than zero. Uh-huh, you know, right? Like, exactly. Th- this was like just like that. Uh, <laughs> right. it's a great movie. Right. So everybody go watch that. Yep. Now let's talk about something more important. Adam Baldwin <laughs> has left Twitter. <laughs> you know, I, okay, yeah, we're talking about like social media and its impact. Yeah, media. yeah. And the reason we're talking about this is because of Adam Baldwin. He, he oh god, a star in the movie we're doing. Yes, yeah, so he's, he's in this movie we're doing. It just, it just happened. Was you know serendipitous. Uh, but he recently shut down his Twitter account over these accusations that that the company was trying to censor or silence him and other conservatives over their personal politics. Um, he's also an avid gamer. Um, and he's credited as coining the ter- the hashtag Gamergate. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. Yes. Holy cow. That was uh, a big controversy a, it was. a year or two ago. Yep. And he was actively involved in the scandal. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I we don't get political on our show very often, but, you know, this guy sounds like kind of an asshole. Uh, you usually don't like him in the movies he's in, too. Yeah, You're exactly. You're not supposed to yeah, like his characters. I, I, th- I think, um, yeah, he, he's, for the most he's part. usually a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Except for this one and uh, Independence Day. <laughs> Uh, that's about it. Isn't he Independence Day? Isn't he the guy who's trying to keep it covered up? Uh, or is that someone else? No, he's he's uh, he's kind of just like following orders. He's just there. You know, he's just there. Okay, I mean, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. James Rebhorn is trying to cover it up. Oh, that's who I'm thinking right, of. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, and I, look, we can we can somehow I I've still managed to somehow keep Twitter and Facebook at arm's length even in 2016. Um, it's, you know, it, mm-hmm. you, you can do it. Even though we have this podcast, I've managed to somehow minimize social right. media. Right. Um, I, I handle most of it. Folks. Yeah, exactly. Scott's behind most of what you see on, on, on the mug book and, and, the mug and, book. and Twitter yeah. stuff, the face space. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but uh, that's how we brought it up. And it goes beyond that though. Like social media really has changed kind of how yeah. movies are marketed for the most part. Right. Uh, there's probably, there's a little more to, the relationship between Hollywood and social media, but uh, the way movies are marketed now are completely different than they were, say, t- 10 years ago, even. Yep. Uh, it's a-, a reliance on, you know, sharing of the trailers, uh, mm-hmm. getting people to make stuff trend on Twitter. Yes. Like, it's all targeted at this. It's uh, your own audience does the work for you now. Correct. You have... You- your budget probably is a little smaller than it used to be, mm-hmm. and it's all due to social media. And these outlets, yeah, they, they just they just didn't exist twenty years ago. I mean, like uh-huh. like you know how now they'll even have like trailers for trailers, <laughs> right? Which is yes. a really annoying thing. <laughs> but like you couldn't have done that on television, you know? Yep. Like it just you couldn't have done it at the movie the theater. Teasers, yeah, all yes, get... teasers, <sighs> yes. They're they're released on Facebook and Twitter, and and you know, I guess Instagram sometimes. No. I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've really cut that out of my life the last oh, yeah. two, three, four years. Sure. Do they advertise as much for films on the television um, that, as they used to? Well, it's it's hard to say because I'm kind of like you. I but I mean, I guess I I, I still watch sports on TV. Yeah. Um, well, that's the only thing I really ever watch on TV. Anymore. Okay. That and I might watch the news from time to time. Okay. Well, in that case, then I I don't know because yeah. I mean because I mean every every TV show I watch is like usually like something that's already happened and I'm watching it on Netflix or something. Right. So yeah, I, I I'm sure it does. I'm sure they do still release. I mean, I'm, I think I saw like commercials for Deadpool during the Super Bowl and stuff. Yeah, like they that. probably do the big the big yeah. ones. You right. Know? Right. 
Uh, but they, and I'm sure that, they, that for every big movie that's released, there probably is like a theatrical trailer released on television. But when we see them, it's usually because we went to the movies and saw them. Right. And you get the, the TV spot on the TV commercial. You don't yeah. actually see the full trailer. Yeah, that's you know? true. Exactly. Right. And online, you can watch the whole thing just as if you're at the Cineplex Correct. watching the, a movie. Correct. It, it's totally different. <laughs> and like you said, it's serendipitous. We just are talking about yes. this because Adam Baldwin quit Twitter. It's the it's damnedest like, thing. I, I can't. The coincidence I here is just too funny. I know. How do I, Yeah. Amazing. Um, and, you know, and it's like, I, I, I can't really name other than like, look, we just mentioned Adam Baldwin. He, he's like, I, I don't know any like known movie people who spend like an inordinate amount of time on Twitter that I, that I can, that I, that I genuinely Josh follow. Josh Whedon was huge and he, was he quit actually. Oh, he did? Couple, like okay. a year or two ago. Oh, that's ago, right. The, the, and that was a big deal. Yeah. I remember one of the articles I read about Adam Baldwin said that he quit, uh, said that Josh Whedon quit. Yeah. I mean, I follow I follow as many film people as I can on Twitter, but like I don't see like Robert Rodriguez tweeting a lot of stuff. Um, Eli Roth used to be on there sometimes, and like right. like I every time I see like the name of a director or, a, or an actor that I know, it's like oh okay, I'll follow them. And it's like yeah, uh, you know, I, like Larry David never tweets. I could see that I mean, he just doesn't, you know. <laughs> That would be a perfect episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, it sure dude. would. Him, him trying to Twitter would be so funny. Oh, man. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, social media is here. It's probably here to stay. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think it's all bad. I don't think it's all bad either. I mean, like, I guess for every big movie, that there's an actual account that's set up for them, for the movie. Yeah. Um, and you can you can like it and follow it if you want. Uh. I mean, I, I mean, I've I've found out of a few films through social media that sure. I otherwise would never have heard of. So that, uh, yeah. to me, that's a great thing. You're right. That's, that's true. Great. You're right. Um, yeah, you, you you do pick up on things that, that you would not have known about, and that's that's a great tool. Um, I, I I like like I've told you before. I I am now a lot more about technology than I was, you know, previously. Right. Uh, I remember on our old podcast, you. <laughs> We're hoping everything would go back to like the dark ages. Yes, like, I wanted the wanted, middle ages. Yeah. It's so stupid. I, I just because I mean, in actuality, I, I'd be okay with it going back to like 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would be kind of like that's a okay. sweet spot for me. There you um, go. You know, it, we had banks, but we didn't have uh, ATMs, and you know, didn't have PayPal either. Exactly. You know, you know I, I'm actually that's exactly. I I want a world of pneumatic tubes. Um, you know, I I I'm just I'm in love with that concept, but you know. Uh, it, the world's passed me by, so I got to do Facebook and Twitter. Okay. <laughs> All right. So follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook, folks. Yes. Just look for Dudes yes. on Movies. Please do. Um, and <laughs> when we come back from our break, we're going to do a review of 1980s My Bodyguard, starring everyone's favorite tweeter, Adam Baldwin. <laughs> Stick around. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Dudes on Movies. It is time to do our review of 1980's My Bodyguard. Dave, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? All right. A teenage kid in Chicago, he transfers to a new school, and the first thing he does kind of is he runs afoul of this gang of tough guys who run this protection racket, and they shake down everyone in the school. And to solve his problem, the the new kid, he enlists the, the help of a larger kid to be his bodyguard, and then the movie veers into like a drama about the burgeoning friendship of the two guys. Right. Um, and you know, it, it, it shows also how bully being bullied really sucks and it's humiliating and we're going to get into it. Yeah. So like you said, uh, the kid has to go to new school. This is, uh, Clifford peach. Yeah. Played by Chris Makepeace, who, by the way, <laughs> I hate this kid. Oh, do you? I hate this kid. Okay. The character's okay. Okay. But, I don't know what it is. His face, um, I don't I don't know, I can't handle it. His I... hairdo maybe. <laughs> but uh it's that maybe the conceit of having the name make peace. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, that's... Something about it, the You're combination. Right. <laughs> just there's something inherently humorous about him. He looks almost like a kid can't look like that today. It, <laughs> right, it's... it's like a fake kid. Yeah. It's it's like when you watch movies from the 1930s and people just don't look like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you would not find this face. Yeah, this is a 1980s face and hairstyle combo that yes. you will never get anywhere uh, else. I mean, yeah, you cannot recreate it. it, it like, Because at first I was like, he looks a little bit like young Michael Imperioli, but no, he doesn't. Michael Imperioli is way more handsome than Chris Makepeace. <laughs> so, uh, he's Cliff Peach. And he... <laughs> He runs afoul of Matt Dillon, uh-huh. uh, who, who plays Moody, the school bully. Yeah. And Moody decides to make his life a living hell because he, I guess I said something to him. I, I forget what he even said to him. He's in class and said, no, that's my seat or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, like, like he first, because the teacher reveals Moody's real first name. Oh, He says, wow. she calls him Melvin. And the kids laugh. <laughs> and uh, he, he says, I don't like that name. You know, and, yeah, and she yeah. said, what do you want to be called? He said, uh, Big M. Big M. That's right. And so, like, uh, <laughs> Clifford, like, makes a joke and says, oh, is it BM for short? Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. And Chris make peace. Exactly. Great joke, Chris. Uh, and he gets a chuckle from the class, though. He does. He gets a oh. little bit of, he gets a little bit of action. And that's when Matt Dillon. Moody's not used yeah. to that. Oh, yeah. Moody. He's, you're not scoring off Moody in this movie. There's a kid he sits next to this, like, redhead dopey looking kid. <laughs> And tell me your thoughts on this kid, please. He has the deepest voice I've ever. It's James <laughs> Earl Jones. Yes. Inside of a four foot ten ginger kid. <laughs> and the first thing that comes out of his mouth, I have this quote here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Chris Makepeace sits next to him, and he looks at him and says, "Feel under the desk. <laughs> You've got gum there, dating back to the Neanderthal times. The gum's not the worst." It's the boogers that freak me out. You get hepatitis from the fresh ones. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's like this weird out of place comment on the desk that this kid just makes to play for jokes, but it's not funny. Oh, uh, no, it's not funny. It's, it's not. It's It doesn't fit at all. And it's I, I can't take this kid. He's a... Uh, <laughs> It drives me nuts. It's fine, dude. I, you know what? You're right. It's one of the most bizarre character, kid character performances I've ever seen. It, I, I, it, it feels out of place. He's in high school, even though he's about 11 years old. <laughs> um, and uh, right, yeah, and yet he's and yet he's got this world weary manner about him that's usually reserved for like barflies. Yeah, and he's his whole life is just uh, worrying about not being bullied. Yeah, like yeah. every single thing in his life is affected by it. Sure, which. You know, that may be true for exactly. people being bullied, but 
the, this kid is here as like a comedic relief kind yeah. of, and yeah. he's not funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Carson, by the way. Is it Carson? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've seen him in things. Is he in other things? He's in nothing. I the, I I I read a blog yesterday about like like where is this guy? Where is Paul okay. Quant? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I looked him up on IMDb and I thought I clicked the right name. Right. And he was in nothing else except nope. this movie. And I was like, that can't be right. I feel like I've seen him. So, yeah. I know. Right. Maybe he got bullied to death. He's or mysteriously something. vanished. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Moody, got to Moody him. disappeared him. He stopped paying him his lunch money. Exactly. Yeah. Took care of things. <laughs> um, you know, like sometimes you sit down to watch a movie like. Okay. First of all, the, in, the, in the opening credits, it says introducing Adam Baldwin. Yes. Um, now, this is one of those weird film debut credits that I don't see a lot of anymore. Um, like, and introducing? Yeah. Yeah, you don't uh, see a whole lot of that. I remembered it from, like, Kate Winslet had it in Heavenly Creatures. Uh, Whoopi okay. Goldberg had it in The Color Purple. Um, it's just one of these things that you don't see. I mean, like, you also don't see anymore, like, the whole... Um, so only good movies have it in there? I guess so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only the best films, I mean, you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. And you also, you, the other credit you don't see anymore is, and so-and-so as, and then they name a character from the movie. Like, it's not, and Yafet right, right. Kodo as Parker. Right, You know, yeah. um, like, I don't see that at all anymore. Right. Um, nice pull, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They don't, you, you see, still see a lot of, and featuring. Yeah, you know, that's true. You see right, a lot right, of that. Right. And right. featuring Bruce Springsteen. And 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 <laughs> if you if you see that, then that that's something. But like, a lot of times now, um, they'll, I, I know that's, it's kind of, it's a cool thing to have. Like, like if Bruce Springsteen was in your movie, you wouldn't even say anything. Well, he would yeah, just, he would just show up. I don't know. think he ever would. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't imagine. So it'd be tough to get Bruce in your movie. It was hard enough to get David Bowie. Oh yeah. So, you know. Okay. So, so like the whole point of this is, is that like, uh, Ca- uh, Clifford, Clifford Peach. Yeah. He, um, he immediately kind of, you know, makes, makes non, makes, makes enemies, makes enemies right away. Yep. And his, his attitude toward bullies, which I kind of like, is almost like a defiance, like right away. Yeah. He just is. I'm not taking this. Exactly. What do you, and he even like says something to Carson about like, yeah. you know, what do you, don't give that guy your lunch money. The, the great thing about it is you can see that he actually does have some kind of fear of the bullies though. Yes. But he's, he's overcoming that to right. say, right. no, that's not right. Exactly. And he, and he never gives in once. He, he, yeah. he, even like in the face of like some of the worst stuff, you know, he gets, he, he never like relents. He never gives anybody his lunch money. Right. You know, I kind of like it, you know, I like it too. Yeah. Uh, and they get around that because there's other kids being bullied too, yes. who are giving their yes. money to them. Right. Uh, and Chris is kind of the leader here to say, Hey, no, we're, we're putting an end to this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all basically set up for what you said is this friendship that happens. Yes. Uh, there's a rumor going around school that Linderman, uh, killed his whole family, got arrested, <laughs> you know, caused an extinction of animals. Like, yes. He's basically the baddest dude ever. He you raped know? a teacher? Oh, yeah, raped a teacher. They, they, they just kind of throw that. that in? Just throw rape stuff around? Right, in a PG movie for kids? This yeah. Is definitely an 80s movie. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got some other words in here, oh, too. Oh, yeah, they sure As do. we've mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, definitely the 80s. <laughs> right. Uh, anyways, he he's the only kid... Even the bullies are afraid of. Yeah, yeah. And it's all based on hearsay. Right. It's not based on any facts at right. all. The kid did miss all this school because what we come to find out is family problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son, his, not his son. <laughs> his, <laughs> his boy. His younger brother was shot and killed. Yeah. And we can get into that more later. But uh, that's why he's missed all this school. Now he's got these problems. He's depressed, all this stuff. And comes back to school and the bullying continues 
and Peachy to get the idea <laughs> to recruit Adam Baldwin as his bodyguard yeah. to protect him. <laughs> it's a quite a good scheme, isn't it? It's yeah. pretty good. And yeah. but uh, what I liked is Adam Baldwin didn't really want anything to do with nope. it at first. It's nope. Like, nope. Nope. See ya. Not interested. Not interested. I'm Adam Baldwin. <laughs> Who is huge, by the he's way. A, I had he's not a Frankenstein's monster, I know. <laughs> this guy is probably pushing seven feet. <laughs> and next to puny Chris Makepeace, it's like, oh my holy God. cow, dude. He comes up to his waist. It's a toothpick and a, a log. I know. A giant tree. I know. Ugh. Yeah, and I mean, I knew he was like, I, 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 thought, I tried to think back to other movies I'd seen him in. And I remembered him in Full Metal Jacket. He walks up like Matthew Modine kind of gets up in his face at one point. Uh huh. And he like I think Matthew Modine is about six foot two because he's towering over Arlie Ermy in those scenes mm-hmm. in the barracks. But like he's standing in, in, in the face of Adam Baldwin <laughs> and he's at least four inches shorter. He's pretty short. You know, it's like I, I, at least I, it's y- probably yeah, double that. Right. And uh, Chris Makepeace is literally at this dude's waist. I mean, Adam Baldwin is a gigantic dude. Yeah. And and they, they they really couldn't. I mean, I I guess maybe they they the reason they gave him that end introducing credit was because they were like maybe they saw something in this guy. Well, you I'll know? tell you what, he's the best part of this movie. He is hands down the best. Far part and of this away, movie. man. Yes. The only stuff I really liked in this movie was everything involving him. Okay. His character, I actually really liked it a lot. So I, um, yeah. And learning about well, what's really going on with him. Right. And uh, the friendship between the two of them actually it's okay. Not mm-hmm. bad. Okay. But uh, just seeing Linderman kind of come over his demons a yeah. little bit there. Is yeah. The best stuff in this movie. I, I am totally in agreement with you. I mean, like, the, the movie for me really takes off. And I, I think I might have liked it a lot more than you did. Um, was j- just watching the relationship between the two guys uh, blossom. Okay. Like, there's the scene when they go shopping at the junkyard. Yeah. That was okay. I was kind of laughing at it. Really? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. There was just some kind of, like, tone to this movie that i was just like you don't see movies like this that much anymore no and i I just felt a little cheesy really for for a little bit of it felt a little cheesy okay i don't know why okay it was this turn of the 80s thing i guess (laughs) but no like even like that's not to say i don't appreciate it i think the movie is very well made actually i do too um especially Mm -hmm. the cinematography i think is great right and i I wrote down who it was michael d marg Margulies or something. Really? Okay. But um, uh, it reminded me of Rocky a lot. The, the way it looked. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's kind of gritty. Like yeah. when they're on the south side of Chicago in in mm-hmm. Linderman's neighborhood. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of yeah. It, it, it and like there's a lot of these long shots, um, distant shots. Yeah. And just the way the way that looks uh, is a a lot of Rocky in it. Right. And <laughs> did you watch the trailer? Uh, no, I did. Oh I my missed god, the trailer. This trailer tries to make this movie out to be a like a warm high school comedy. Oh. Which it is not. <laughs> right. But the trailer's so bad. It's got this like <laughs> like fake taking care of business piano behind it and everything <sighs> and showing like stuff that's supposed to be funny. Okay. Ah, uh, dude, the trailer sucks. Wow. It sucks hard. All right. If this was on social media at the time, no one would share it. <laughs> right. No one would share this video. Now you can share it. It's on our Facebook page, by the way, <laughs> right. uh, because it's so funny. <laughs> it even says it's part Rocky. It's part blah, blah, blah. It's it, my bodyguard. It does? Yep. It says that. Okay. <laughs> Dave yeah, just I, like I, I, full stop. I did. Dave yes. Just couldn't take it. <laughs> right. I'm... Put his hand up. <laughs> There's... Oh, it's part Rocky. I, I That's 
Wow. Okay. Uh, there's fighting in the movie. There is. But uh, there's fist fights. And that's where the comparisons should end. Probably. Um, because, oh, man. Wow. Is it a, I mean, in, a, in the way that it's kind of an underdog tale. It could uh, yeah. be a rocky thing. I, I, perhaps, but I yeah. I uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, but it felt kind of karate kid to me a little bit <laughs> with, with the bullies trying to get him, you know, okay. and then someone helps him out. Yes. And at the end, you know, everybody's good. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Actually at the end of this movie, I don't know if everybody's good with each other. Like they are in karate kid. No, but, uh, I don't think they are the good triumphs at right. the end yes. of this movie. Right. So, um, okay. Hold on to your wigs. Okay. Okay. All right. So, cause so, here's the thing. I, I I'm sensing that you didn't enjoy this flick very much. I'll tell you right now, I okay. did like it. Actually. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's all because of Adam Baldwin. Really. Okay. Okay. Perfect. That, that's 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 good. That's yes. the only thing that saved this movie for me. Okay. And I'm I'm in total agreement with you because it was about 30 minutes into the movie, probably when Adam Baldwin started to become an active part of it, where I went, right. "Is this actually kind of good?" Me too. Exactly. You know, yeah. Up to that point, I said, "This is, I I can't watch this." Right. Man. Right. This is bad. And is Ruth Gordon to be to blame for part of that? I actually liked her. Oh, you did? I okay. did. She was totally non-essential to this movie. No, but no. I thought she was funny, and I, I liked her relationship with Chris Makepeace in so the movie. So did I. I liked that part of it. And she was an atypical grandma, you know? Like, yeah. Which was kind of cool to see. But this whole hotel managing business has no reason to be in this movie at all. I don't need Martin Mull sexy talking <laughs> that stewardess. Cleveland's Martin <laughs> Mull. You know, with his fucking mustache. Yeah, that scene could have been cut. I was a uh, little uncomfortable. That was absolutely gross. And when he's looking at naked ladies with his dad. Like, yeah, that's, uh, you don't need uh, that. Chris Makepeace's dad is played by Martin Mull. And they, they live at a hotel, the, the, this this like kind of posh hotel in, in Chicago, yeah. where they actually live there because Martin Mull's the manager, which is a pretty fucking sweet gig. That's a big, wow. awesome gig wow. right there. I mean, you're eating gourmet food in the kitchen every night. Mm-hmm. Just sitting at that little table with like uh, Martin Mull's driver. Yep. Um, and then you have a telescope on a balcony that you have like this little like like kind of owner's apartment. Yeah, there. you're in the penthouse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a really that that's 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 a hell of a, a job. And the grandma is like getting in trouble because she's always trying to pick up gentlemen in the bar. Um, which this whole subplot is ridiculous, oh, by the man, way. Yeah. Like the, the assistant manager is yeah. out to get him. The scheming assistant manager. Looked yeah. Kind of like Dwight Schrute a little bit. <laughs> yes, That's right. two times we've had Dwight Schrute look alike. That's on the true. Show, man. I know. But anyways, uh, not as good as Christian. Uh, no, no, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was good. That was, th- th- <laughs> that, that, that was, was a doppelganger. That right? was straight up. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, this whole subplot is terrible and doesn't need to be here. And it ends up getting turned on its head. Yeah. And then he fires the assistant manager, uh, because the grandma charms the like operations officer or something yeah, like, like, and then he, yeah. he fires the assistant he fu- like, and, and because he's know, mad that the, he was abusing the facilities. And and they wrap it up with thirty minutes to go in the movie. Like like it's just I think they almost yeah, like <laughs> knew that this sucked, and they were like you know right. well okay let's let's write well, we wrote ourselves into a corner Ugh. let's just resolve it right now. Why don't they just write it out? That could exactly. You, I mean like you talk about like I remember one time it was one of Roger Ebert's uh, in his glossary the the law of the economy of characters. Uh-huh. It states that every time you see a character on screen, it means that um, that the like the screenwriter you can only come up with so many characters. You're not going to come up with inessential characters. Right. In this movie, they managed to do it. They they had a yeah. completely a guy who like literally you could them. yeah you could just take them and put them over here. You never do see him again. Exactly like in Karate Kid, you're not worried about Daniel Larusso's mom paying the rent. Absolutely, you not. know 
No. It's unnecessary, not essential stuff. Exactly. You're not being told that story. In this one, like, they cut away from what is a pretty decent story to show you this this stuff that is really uh, intrusive. Right, and when you do that, it has to have something to add. Yes. You you can have subplots as long as they're substantial, Mm -hmm. and they they support the main plot. Right, right. You can't just have this random shit that doesn't work. (laughs) No, you cannot. No, it's... it's (laughs) That's stupid. You can't have random shit that doesn't work. That's a movie law, <laughs> Quote everybody. Scott yes, Charbonneau. Exactly. You can't have random shit that doesn't work. <laughs> right? That's a new segment on dudes on movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fundamental law of filmmaking. <laughs> right. Um, I've got with exclamation points after each name: Joan Cusack, Jennifer Beals, George Went. Yes. George I, I, went, by the that way. Was, I was un- not expecting for that. For 10 seconds. For 10 seconds, there's George When he George popped went. in, I was like, oh my God. Yep, exactly. Right. So do attention. Is that George <laughs> Went? His character's name is Engineer. Yes, he's credited only as Engineer. Does he have a line? Is this pre-cheers? It's pre-cheers, All yes. right. Yes. He has like one sentence. It does? Okay, he says something I don't like even Martin remember Mall what it was. Something? I was okay. too excited uh, <laughs> right. to see this non-character George Went show up. He's, he's got like a shop rag and he's just wiping Everyone his hands. Everyone goes, Norm! Exactly. <laughs> Someone should be screaming Norm every time George went, yeah. you know, makes an appearance anywhere. But, you know, <laughs> cheers hadn't happened yet. But, uh, um, okay. And let me, okay. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to come out with it. Okay. Um, the relationship between, um, between Linderman and Clifford. Yeah. It's almost its own movie. You know, it, it, right. it should right. be the movie. Um, and we talked about the stuff that doesn't need to be there, like Ruth Gordon and Martin Mull, all that stuff. Uh huh. Um, I, I almost wish that they had written another script in, into where like they didn't have to resolve the bully stuff. Like okay. just make it a, a thing about like these two guys becoming friends. Right. Um, well, I felt like that was the main thing once it started. Oh, I, I did too. But, but like when, when Moody comes back with that other dude, with Mike, with Mike. Oh, this is the scene that made me totally get in on this movie. You did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, tell me. All right. Well, Moody is humiliated, by the way. Yeah. A- after this diner scene. Right, right. Where, again, it's exactly the karate kid <laughs> at the school dance. Yes, uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, Clifford uh, throws ketchup and mustard on the right. on the bad guys. Right, right. And they chase him into an alley, and then they're about to beat him up. And then the whole school's watching, and then uh, Linderman comes out. And he's, this is like the big line. Oh, he's my bodyguard. Mm-hmm. He's my titular bodyguard. He says the title of the movie. (laughs) Right, exactly. Here it is, folks. (laughs) And then they're going to fight him, and then they don't fight him because they're too afraid of him. And then uh, Moody gets humiliated in front of everybody. So he gets his revenge by hiring his bodyguard. Yes. I got the line. It's it's not a big deal, but... They walk by. Mm-hmm. What happens? They're, they're in Lincoln Park in in Chicago. They're oh, that's like, right. Yeah. The, the the nerd kids yes. and Linderman are hanging right. out, right. eating mm-hmm. at a picnic table, yep. and Moody comes up with this big dude. Right. He says, "This is Mike. He's my bodyguard." Yep. Mike's a real bad dude. He's an adult. Yeah. For one thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This is a dude who doesn't have a problem hurting you really bad. Exactly. Exactly. So he he gets in Linderman's face and yeah. starts bullying him around. And this is after the friendship between Cliff and Linderman start to blossom. Yes. Uh, and Linderman is not depressed or like lumbering around like he was, sulking, doing He's mixing anything. with other kids. He's, he's yeah. getting out of that depression that he was in. Right, exactly. Under false pretenses because he, everyone thinks he's a badass bully and he's just this hurt kid. Yeah, you exactly. Know? He's really, he's, he's like, emotionally scarred yeah. and damaged mm-hmm. and has a lot of shit going on yep. that he's trying to deal with. And then Mike comes and starts pressing him. Right. And Linderman just lets him do it. 
because he's yeah. not really a bully. Exactly. He, he has no, he doesn't know how to fight anybody. Right. Right. And then there's the whole thing where they were making a motorcycle and became <laughs> friends. Yeah. Which is so, like, that's one thing that was kind of cheesy. They're standing up, like driving around Chicago on the motorcycle oh, together. Yeah. It's like, okay. it's kind of yeah. cheesy. All right. Yeah. You don't need the, 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 yeah, yeah you're right. That's true. Anyways. <laughs> but Mike ends up just beating them down and, uh, Throws the motorcycle in the lake and yep. all this. Like, yep. Linderman is humiliated in front of his new friends. Right. Um, he's a phony now. Right. Uh, he feels, uh, he just feels like he's depressed again. Exactly. He, he totally right. reverts back to where he was uh, a month ago. And now he's worse off because and, everyone like has seen through his facade. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a great shot here. He runs away. Yeah. And it's just, like I said, there's these long shots and distant shots. He just runs. Right. Cross the park over the bridge and like out of the frame. It's it's amazing stuff. Yeah. I really love this scene. It's and well this done. scene sold the movie for me. Uh-huh. Because then it became something more than this stupid fake like <laughs> high school bully crappy melodrama. Right. That's played as a comedy. Right. This is where you find out what the movie really is. And that's why I loved it. That's great. I mean, and I, I, I'm totally in agreement with you because um you actually don't know where it's going right. when that happens. I appreciated that. Yep. It's not predictable. Even when, like, when after this happens and, like, a Linderman runs away, Clifford tracks him down by, like, going back to his house and, like, finding out where he lives. Right. And, and then he, he manages to, like, you know, uh, I, I think I think Linderman comes to his place. The like, balcony. The balcony, mm-hmm. right. He goes up the fire escape and he's, like, he's, like, waiting for Clifford there. And they talk and stuff and he's, like, you know, I, I need some money. I'm going away. And they end up at the train station. Um, they're, he's going to get on an L train. Right. And that's when he admits that the story that he told that he's been telling uh, and that he told the police, I guess, was that uh, his brother killed himself while playing with their father's gun. Yep. But in actuality, um, like it was, he accidentally shot his brother. This is my second favorite scene in the movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you really find out the truth here. It's, he's really, you're not expecting it. He's and Adam Baldwin, it's he's really going for it in this scene. I mean, like acting wise, he he, he really yeah. is. He's really quite touching and affecting. He does a great scene. job. Yes, really good. Yes, like I said, dude, I was not, I I was not prepared to sit down and watch what what I didn't think was going to be a well acted movie. Right. You know, so for Adam Baldwin and even Chris Makepeace in these scenes, he's yeah. not the one carrying things, but he's like reacting quite well. Right. And even Matt Dillon is pretty good. I was good about to say, yeah. Matt Dillon is probably the second best. He's he's uh, quite good. He's right. really good in this movie. He's kind of doing the Matt Dillon thing. Yeah, Except he is. it's played up as like a Fonzie type character. It you is. Know? I, I kind of looked at it as like he's like young Dallas Winston right here. He's like yeah. kind of still feeling his way. He doesn't know quite how to be a cool guy yet. So he's, right. he's like trying to be a dick about it. Um, a real dick in yeah. some scenes. Like you just, you, you do want to pummel this kid quite, you know, right. He's a, he's, you know, he's convincing. And I think the movie did a great job with him, uh, in that alleyway scene. I actually felt kind of sympathetic towards him a little bit because he, oh, he yeah, became yeah, humiliated yeah. in front of everybody. That's true. Which, you know what? He deserved it. He had it. He deserves it. Coming. But I, right. I'm yeah. like, damn. Yeah. I legitimately kind of feel bad for you. Sure. Cause your whole life at high school is ruined yep. now. That's right. That's right. Even though you asked for it. Yes. But still, man, that sucks. I know what you're saying because I, I even felt that way in high school when it happened. When like I saw a bully kind of get a comeuppance yeah. a couple times, I actually did feel bad for the kid. Even though I knew that he only got what he deserved. Right. You still have some empathy toward him. Um, and like you can only do that in a movie when it's written well. Yeah. And it's acted well. And it, and it is in this case. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this movie had a lot of surprises in it. It sure did. How did we decide on this movie, by the way? We decided we we're going to start telling you guys why we picked a movie. Yeah. Uh, we, we were making jokes about Adam Baldwin or something. <laughs> we were making fun of Adam Baldwin or something in your kitchen while you were making tea. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that sounds then, like a good time. Right. And then I, I brought up something. I remember some movie about like him and Matt Dillon where like somebody gets their nose broke. It's called My Bodyguard. And you were like, we're doing this movie. I was like, all right. So they got on the list and there it was. My bodyguard. What a great pick. What a great drawn out yes. of thin air. Oh, movie. I know. It, exactly. This was, this was total kismet. These, these are the movies I love doing the most because mm -hmm. there's stuff here. To, <laughs> like there's like, all right, we do bad movies. Yeah. We go like, okay, it's terrible. Yeah. Obviously it's a bad we do great movies. Obviously, it's great. And this one, you can like talk about, okay, I, this is good. This is bad. Yep. That's terrible. This is really amazing right here. <laughs> right. Like, I love I talking about movies like this. I know. And, and it kind of it kind of does like like almost define what what it is to actually enjoy yourself at a movie in that like is there 30 consecutive minutes where you're like hey this is pretty good mm -hmm. and this movie's got that yeah so you know it's it's and it starts with the opposite it, exactly <laughs> it, you have to like give it a minute to to, to really like have it have yeah. it happen for it's you literally like 30 minutes in before yes. anything good happens right in this. Jeez. And I liked Ruth Gordon's performance a lot less than you did, I think. So, okay. You know. Okay. That was me. George Went was fantastic, though. <laughs> <laughs> he really went for it with that engineer. Yeah. Dude, and you talked about how when uh, Chris Makepeace tracks down Adam Baldwin yeah. like, to the house, and he, he knocks on the door, and the mom answers. Uh -huh. This is some of the worst, like, it's not even ADR. It's just, like, sound... <laughs> sound work here he like is he bangs on the door with his fist so okay. you get like that thud sure you know if you bang on a door with a fist you get a thuddy sound yeah but it the the sound effect is like a knock 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 <laughs> like this big knuckle knock yeah 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 that's right <laughs> and it's it's too loud oh. it's just oh that's bad. <laughs> okay the worst sound editing i've ever heard that's okay um, I, I have a flub too. Oh yeah. Uh, remember when they're playing that sexy basketball game in PE? Oh yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, Moody elbows. Uh, yes. PC? And exactly. Yeah. Moody gets his first real good shot in. On yeah. Him. Um, there's a dude, one of the skins guys has a full beard and mustache. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm telling you, he, he looks does. like he's 40 years old. <laughs> He looks like one of the dudes. Like, um, he looks kind of like Lou Ferrigno in, in Hercules. <laughs> He's got the same hair and beard and mustache. Lou Ferrigno's played on the Chicago yes, high school exactly. team. He was, dude. He was a ringer on this high school, on this Chicago team. Right. The point guard. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I had seen this movie. Or I'm, I'm sorry. I, I had seen about two minutes of this movie when I was a kid. Okay. And when the things that I remembered came back to me, it was like, oh. <gasps> Like I've been carrying yeah, these things around with me for all these times. Repressed not, memories, exactly. Not knowing where they were from. <laughs> but when Matt, when Matt Dillon walks into class and says, "No applause, just throw money," some kid in sixth grade, when I was a kid, <laughs> like said that in class. He said he walked in and like threw his hands up and said, "No applause, just throw money." And wow. I was like. I, I didn't know. I, I thought it was a pretty kick-ass thing when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> You're like, that kid is cool. Yeah, that kid is super cool. Now I watched it and I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking lame, dude. You yeah, know? yeah. And then the, the You Broke My Nose. Uh, like, I, yeah. I had known that one. And I like I said, I've had these things in my head all this time, not knowing where they were from, couldn't place who said them. I just knew that they existed. And then here they are, like, just being brought back to me in this in this really weird way. That is awesome, dude. I love when that happens. Yes. When you rediscover these things. Like, yes. 
I, the great example that happened to me is with Legend. Okay. When Tim Curry is the devil oh, yeah, monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I remember, like, just being afraid of this devil thing for so long, like, when I was young. Yeah. And, like, I vividly remembered what it looked like, and I was like... What is, is this from like a video game? Like, how do I remember this? Like, what is this? And right. I make it up. And like 10 years later, I watched Legend and I was like, holy crap, that's the thing. Oh, that's so, the oh, devil yeah. thing. Exactly. You, you had no idea where this image came yeah. from. And then you just like it put it together. It was just in my yep. mind. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> how many more of those are you going to have in your life? I don't know. I probably have dozens and dozens more that. And, and, and dozens and dozens are going to go unsolved. Exactly. You know, and that sucks. Right. Because I mean, oh, yeah, that keeps me We'll up never know. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Anyway, anyone listening, if you got stories like that, yes, send us an yes, email, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Tell us these awesome repressed memories you have, <laughs> and we'll share them with your permission. Exactly. <laughs> so let, let's get to the end here. Uh-huh. This is where uh, Linderman and Clifford uh, make good again. They're friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come back, and they fight Moody and Mike. Yeah. It's a gala event, folks. Uh, <laughs> even Joan Cusack is there. Yeah, e- even Joan Cusack <laughs> is at the fight. <laughs> Shelly is her character, by the way. Is it Shelly? Yeah, okay, yeah. I liked her character. She's kind of a minor, has nothing to do really. But she has she's, a few lines. She's and a friend exactly, there. And yeah. She gives them some encouraging words of advice from right. time to time. And she's good. And she's humiliated by Moody also. That was one of the most heartbreaking. Uh, holy crap! I, I I want I wanted to I wanted to like cave his face in when he did that. Hey Shelly, you want to go to the movies tonight? Sure. We'll have a good time when you're there. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, Matt. I'm Matt Dillon. Exactly. Oh God. I I just. Oh yeah. You you wanted to uh you wanted to commit commit some harm to this dude. Dude, he, he kind of looked like uh oh shit. What's his name? In Stand by Me. Oh uh, which one? Will Will uh, Wheaton. Will Wheaton. He looked like Gordy Lachance? Kind of. Really? Okay. Yeah, the, okay. I, I don't know. It's the scrawniness, maybe? Okay. The lanky scrawniness? Well, see, might, I, might be it with I, the hair. Okay. I, I would say he looks more like Eyeball Chambers. Um, Eyeball be, Chambers? Yeah. Who is he? He was uh, Chris's older brother. He was River Phoenix's older okay, brother. Okay, right. Yeah. And he was like Ace's uh, like kind like of- Like number two guy? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. His, yep. his main goon? Yep. yep. Okay. See you later, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's more like that. Yeah. Well, especially with the attitude. Oh, yeah, exactly. He was very much more like Eyeball. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Eyeball. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the, the big fight here is uh, the showdown. Yeah. And eventually, um, the good guys win. Basically, yep. you can break it down. But yep. the first fight to end, Mike loses to Linderman. Yeah. In basically a KO. Yes. <laughs> but then uh, <laughs> you get Chris make peace fighting Matt Dillon. And <laughs> Matt Dillon's got the reach. He does. But Make Peace has got the spunk. Yeah, yeah. So uh, between rounds, Clifford goes and gets advice from Linderman, <laughs> <laughs> which happens like three times. And Linderman <laughs> is still reeling from his brawl with Mike, right. who is still knocked out Cole on the ground. Right. Um, and he's coaching Clifford throughout his fight, and and like right. somehow it's Moody Rocky is letting this go on. This yeah. is oh, where it yeah, comes exactly. from, right? right exactly. Here. Yeah, he's a wrecking machine. <laughs> you know, he he's like full. You gotta on. cut me, Linderman. Yes, you gotta exactly. cut me. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and 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 like Adam Baldwin has to stoop down to like coach him. I mean, he's like almost on his knees. No, he has to like sit Indian style. Yes. On the yes. And he's still as tall as Chris. He's Makepeace. still looking down at him. Yes. Um and. <laughs> Like, of course, he tells him look, to punch him in the nose. Yes. 
And and he eventually he does. He gets he gets one good nose shot in, and Matt Dillon goes down, and he has the famous line, "You broke my nose." Yeah. Um, and he's like kind of burbling or whatever. <laughs> um, now listen, anybody can beat someone in a fight. We, right. We, it's we, possible. It, it, it does happen, and sometimes you can even like uh, have a thing where. Uh, I mean, anybody can have an off day or whatever, but I, I, that, that it was, it was the only time that I, I really was. And also, I'm, I'm sorry, what I was saying was with bullies, we, we're always told that the reason they bully you is because they're actually physically cowards. Um, and they, 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 they do this because, um, they, they, they pick on people that are smaller than them because right. they, they don't have the, the, the skills or the, or the, the guts to go up against someone their own size. Right. That's not always the case. Yep. It really isn't. I, I've known several people who give, who, who like dish it out to people and they also like fight people who are bigger than they are and who are as big as they are. It, it exactly. does happen. Like, so they're not all cowards. No, I, I feel like they, that's perfect. Like that Moody is that first case. Yes. And the Mike guy is the second Mo- case. Mike is the second case. Yep. No doubt. Mike yep. is a true, like he's a bad dude. He's an evil man. Exactly. Yes. So he punches him in the nose and that's it. Right. And then what happens? They leave. And that's they leave. About it? They all walk their bikes away, including the. the and they're kind of the, happy. The restored Indian um, from. Uh, what? Oh, the motorcycle. Yeah, the motorcycle. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Different <laughs> film. No, Indian no. Movie? This isn't Black Robe. <laughs> no. The. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, they're they're walking away and like um. Joan Cuse, and it's 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 another it's another instance where that guy that that weird kid Paul Quant, it looks really out of place because he's walking next to Joan Cusack and right. they're supposed to be the same age. Yeah, this kid <laughs> with his little he has he doesn't even have eyebrows yet, and he's like <laughs> he's supposed to be in high school. It makes no sense, dude. I looked like that in high school. I, <laughs> Did you? Oh, dude, I was a late bloomer. Okay, man. all right. <laughs> I guess I knew kids like that. Yeah, well, I, I looked more like the guy from Geeks and Freaks. Wh- whoever oh, that was. Oh yeah, that dude. Okay, yeah, I was more like that guy. Okay, all right. The, the cute one. Uh, sure, sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, and then they have the callback to the line earlier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Linderman asks Peach if he wants to be his bodyguard or something, and Peach goes, "Not interested." I got a little smile out of that. Oh, sure, it exactly. Worked. Yeah, exactly. It worked. I, I, I thought, and then roll credits. Roll credits. That's it. <laughs> um. Did they have a, a like a, a song at the end here? Um, yes, they did. I can't remember. And it I at can't all. remember it at all. Um, by the way, I did. I kind of enjoyed the music, the score to this song. It I was, was, was going to ask that you. reminded me of Karate Kid a little bit. Yes, I, it did. It did me too. Um, it didn't have any pan flute in it, um, no. which is fine. But uh, but uh, it it had. It was very simplistic, and it kind of fit every situation. I liked it. There was some of it that. Was like at the beginning, he's riding his bike along Lake Michigan. It's like this weird yeah. kind of like happy music. I know it is. Yeah. That was that was a little too weird at first. Maybe it's because that was the initial thrust into the music. I was kind of like, okay, okay, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I like this yet. Right. But uh, yeah, I like the music as the movie went on. It grew on me, I should say. Yeah. Um, like I said, it fits every situation. I can see how like because that that happy music that's playing when he's when he's riding along Lake yeah. Michigan is the same music that's playing when he's running from Moody at the <laughs> right, school. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> it doesn't quite fit every situation. No, not really. <laughs> um. But th- but that's the whole movie there, yeah. really. Uh-huh. Is there anything else you want to touch on real quick before we, you know, give a verdict on this movie? Well, um, I I, I guess not really. I mean, like we, we've kind of went over everything. Uh, but I just I do want to reiterate that I now have a new dream job, and that's to be a hotel manager in Chicago that lives at the place. All right, um, there you I, go. I, I think that would just be like such a great life. <laughs> um, obviously, you're just you know there there's stewardesses. And so you you can you can like pull a Fredo so, if you like. Yeah, you can I guess. sexually harass stewardesses <laughs> yes, all you exactly, want. Exactly, dude. 
Wow. <laughs> wow, that's so gross. Martin yeah. Mull and that mustache. Uh, Dude. But yeah, no, that was all I had. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. We do have to touch on one thing. Okay. Um, what do I need to touch? It's, uh... <laughs> It's uh, the, the 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 okay. We, we've talked about this on the show before, everybody, and we're not we're we're, we're we're we know that it was a different time and that these things existed and that we were guilty of it too. But the casual use of gay slurs in the movie yeah. does date it somewhat. Yeah, we mentioned on it briefly earlier. They yeah. are in here, right? Uh, you, you get it. Yep. Uh, that's what you get for the movies from this era. Exactly. Yep. And and ju- just know going in that that's going to happen. And also know going in that any movie from this era, you might have the hero, the protagonist of the film saying it, and it's not, you're not supposed to not sympathize with it. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was a different time. It was a, it was a less enlightened time. So. I think I'm at a point now to where I hear it in a movie from this time. Uh-huh. I, I get it. Me too. I get it. That's, that's what was quote unquote acceptable. Yes. Even though... Personally, it was not acceptable. Of course. But that's what the times were, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So I accept it. Yep. You watch a movie today with that, I'm not going to take that. Exactly. That that would be completely unacceptable. Yep. Yes. So, Dave, will you recommend this movie? Yes, I will. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is, this, you'll have a good time watching this movie. Um, it's, it's a, it's, it, it's not the best movie ever made, but you'll, you'll definitely enjoy yourself. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I will rec- recommend this movie too. Okay. I was totally shocked that mm-hmm. I'm saying that actually. Like, right. <laughs> watching this movie at first was just, it was a bad idea. And then you get to the good stuff and say, well, hey, this is pretty good. Like Dave said, wait a minute, is this a good movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes pretty good. Yep. I liked the ending and I liked how it showed bullying in different lights, different perspectives. It's pretty good. Yep. I would definitely recommend this movie. Right. So that's it. That wraps it up, folks. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our show in iTunes. You can rate it, review it, and most of all, share it because all the dudes will like you for it. That's right. Uh, No one will bully you. No. You're allowed to share it uh, with all all your friends. even the bullies, you can, you know, they'll, they'll listen to this episode and they'll stop bullying people. It will cure the world of this problem. <laughs> yes. Um, no one will trip anyone in cafeterias ever again. Yeah, cafeteria trips, dude. <laughs> but anyways, you can find us at dudesonmovies.com as well. Exactly. Um, you can also uh, look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Dudes on Movies. And we have an email address, uh, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. And if you go to the Facebook page or the Twitter page, uh, you know, just hit follow or like. And uh, that'll help us out. Yep. And stay tuned next week to hear us discuss 1998's Happiness, directed by Todd Solins. So, on behalf of Dave and myself, we are your dudes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>